0: Section 44 of the Animal Storybook This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad from Ballyclare. The Animal Storybook, edited by Andrew Lang. Chapter 44, Cockatoo Stories Naturalist's Notebook, Reeves and Turner 1868 about 30 years ago a gentleman who was fond of birds and beasts took into his head to try if parrots could not be persuaded to make themselves at home among the trees in his garden for a little while everything seemed going beautifully and the experimenter was full of hope the parrots built their nests in the woods and in course of time some young ones appeared and gradually grew up to their full size then unluckily they became tired of the grounds which they knew by heart and set off to see the world the young parrots were strong upon the wing their beautiful bright bodies would be seen flashing in the sun as much as fifteen miles away and then of course some boy or gamekeeper with a gun in his hand, was certain to see them and covet them for the kitchen mantel shelf or a private collection. The cockatoos, however, did not always care to choose trees for their building places. One little pair, whose grandparents had whisked about in the heat of a midsummer day in Australia, found the climate of England cold and foggy, and looked about for a warm cover for their new nest. They had many conversations. On the subject and perhaps one of these may have been overheard by a jackdaw who put into their minds a brilliant idea for the very next morning the cookatoos were seen carrying their materials to one of the chimneys and trying to fasten them together halfway up but cookatoos are not as clever as jackdaws about this kind of thing and before the nest had grown to be more than a shapeless mass down it came and such a quantity of soot with it that the poor cookatoos were quite buried and lay for a day and night nearly smothered in soot till they happened to be found by a housemaid who had entered the room but in spite of this mishap they were not disheartened and as soon as their eyes and noses had recovered from their soot bath they began again to search for a more suitable spot to the great delight of their master They fixed upon a box, which he had nailed, for this very purpose, under one of the gables. And this time they managed to build a nest that was as good as any nest in the garden. Still they had no luck, for though the female laid two eggs and sat upon them perseveringly, never allowing them to get cold for a single instant, it was all of no use, for the eggs turned out to be both bad. Some cousins of theirs, a beautiful white cockatoo, And his lovely rose-coloured wife were more prosperous in their arrangements they scooped out a most comfortable nest with their claws and bills in the rotten branch of an acacia tree and there they brought up two young families all of them white as snow with flame-coloured crests the eldest son unhappily for himself got weary with his brothers and sisters and the little wood on the outskirts of the garden where he was born and one winter day took a flight towards the town. his parents never quite knew what occurred but the young cockatoo came back severely wounded to the great fury of all his family who behaved very unkindly to him it is a curious fact that no animals and very few birds can bear the sight of illness and these cockatoos were no better than the rest they did not absolutely ill treat him but they refused to let him enter their nest and insisted that he should live by himself in a distant bush. At last his master took pity on him and brought him into the garden, but this so enraged the cuckatoos, who were already in possession that they secretly murdered him. However, it is only just to the race of cookatoos to observe that they are not always as bad as this, for during the very same season as an unlucky young bird whose wing and leg were broken by an accident was adopted by an elderly cockatoo who did not care for what, her neighbours said, and treated him as her own son. The following year, when nesting time came round, the white cockatoos went back to their Acacia branch, but were very much disgusted to find a pair of grey parrots there before them, and a little pair of bald round heads peeping over the edge. These little parrots grew up with such bad timbers that no one would have anything to do with them, and as for their own relations, they looked upon them with the contempt that a cat often shows to a man. be sure these relations were considered to be rather odd themselves for they did not care to be troubled with a family of their own so had taken under their protection two little kittens who had been born in one of the boxes originally set apart for the parrots. the two birds could not endure to see the old cat looking after their little ones and whenever she went out for a walk or to get her food one of the parrots always took her place in the box it would have been nice to to know how long this went on and if the kittens adopted any part likewise luckily there was one peculiarity of the parrots which it was beyond their power to imitate and that was the horrible voice which renders the society of a parrot and still more of a cockatoo undurable to most people end of section 44 recording by chad from ballyclare